Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A while back, there was a, a debate online about um, who should place the divider on a grocery store conveyor belt. Should be the person who just placed all their groceries on or the person who arrived behind them. I would be on the side of the person who just placed all their groceries on. I agree. Well, and one of the reasons, too, because if I've just placed my groceries there, I'm there mm-hmm. at the spot. And so I will take it and and allow you yes. the room to come in. If someone's like like pushing up against you, get the cart right behind you, yes. and now they're leaning over your stuff to find that bar, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa relax, Back slow down. down. Yeah, yeah. It is funny that we... Um, we thank the person. So I walk up behind you. You finish loading up. You put the divider down. I say, well, thank you. Yes. Basically, what, what you're saying to me is keep your crap away from me. Yes. I don't want your cookies touching my cans of soap. Divide our stuff. Yes. And I'm not paying for your stuff. <laughs> this little bar is going right. to signify that. I always like to play a game with the cashier in the afternoon when I'll have picked up an assortment of uh, stuff. And I'll say, guess what I'm cooking for dinner tonight? <laughs> and she'll look down and go, a taco kit and ground beef. Let's see. Salsa, tomatoes. I'm going to guess tacos. Right. Um, and I'm the guy behind going, shut up. <laughs> Move it along. And just cash out your stuff. That's right. Move it along. Um, but now there's another debate about the grocery store divider stick. And one guy says, you've all been doing it wrong. You're supposed to put the stick long ways to trip the sensor and keep a distance. So, you know, as it slides up towards the uh, end of the conveyor belt, the divider will touch the metal trim and it'll stop the conveyor belt from moving. But the same thing works the other way. And aren't you just using up a lot of runway there? Yeah, it's like a foot and a half, that thing. Yeah. It's not like it's like the the moving sidewalk at Pearson. It's a short <laughs> little belt. Yeah. I would pick up that dividing stick if I saw somebody in front of me and hit them with it. <laughs> I'm a fight. Yeah. I should do that. Like swords. <laughs> yeah. So that, that makes absolutely no sense. You just, the divider goes across. The person in front puts the divider down. That's how you knew COVID was all done, right? When that thing came back. Right. We wouldn't even touch that thing back in the day. <laughs> Seems so gross. Still funny to see some people, and I get, you know, everybody's got a different thing. But I, the other day I saw this relatively young guy in a car alone with the mask on. Right. It's still a, it's that, that to me always seemed odd. I mean, if you've got somebody at home who, you know, whatever, needs uh, extra care, I get it. But while you're out driving, you could probably flip that bad boy up. Yeah, that one uh, seems strange. I guess they just left an environment. Maybe they maybe we get so naturalized to it so quickly that somebody even forgot they even had it on. Maria asked me to put mine on before lovemaking. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a full mask. Yeah. The N95, <laughs> the whole thing. Paris Hilton. Remember her? Well, she's written a book called Paris, the Memoir. And in the the book, she speaks of her sex tape that leaked back in 2003. It seems to me that was like a 90s thing, I thought. Right, yeah. Still 20 years ago. Yeah. um, She was, uh, I guess, the the first. Well, Rob Lowe will say I was the first with a sex tape. Because if you remember back in... (laughs) That was an 80s thing. That that was an 80s thing, him and his VHS uh, camera. Anyhow, uh, her then-boyfriend, Rick Sullivan... And her had sex on tape, and uh, she was only 19 when it was filmed. He was 33. Mm. Um, She looks back now and uh, thinks it was the worst thing to do. 
and uh, just completely ridiculous. She says, I was a stupid kid who didn't know how to play growing up games. The truth is I wanted to be alive in a sensual way. I wanted to feel like a woman who's comfortable in her own skin. She said in order to let her guard down to do it, she had to get drunk and take quaaludes. She called it the Bill Cosby method. She said, but I Bill Cosby'd myself. That, that sentence alone is so sad. Right. Um, and then she begged Rick to stop the release of it, but he said he had every right to sell the tape because it was worth a lot since Paris, Paris was becoming famous. And her story is an interesting one because she, she played that kind of dumb blonde mm-hmm. role, right? She, hot. Yeah. It's hot, or whatever her and, name was. Yeah, and they, she and Nicole Richie had done that show together and uh, and just kind of you know played that heiress. Mm-hmm. Um, the the the. Kind of the 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 dumb blonde, mm-hmm. and uh, and when she tells the story now, uh, you know she talks about basically being uh, manipulated by an older boyfriend, and she was desperate to look mature in front of him, um, and uh, you know he told her that if she wouldn't do it, he'd just find another girl. He's a nice and, guy, and uh, and she said she didn't want to be dumped by this grown man because she was that stupid kid playing grown up games, and and she. Basically, he said, all right, fine, I'll, mm. I'll get drunk, and I got hammered, and I did it, is what she yep. said. Yeah. So, I don't know how uh, thick this book is. Right. Uh, of Paris Hilton's. No. It might be a, well, kind, and, might and, be an easy read, like Wendell's book. Well, and, and that's it, right? Because when you first think of her, you think of that, you know, not the only character she played. She made a lot of dumb mistakes, obviously, mm-hmm. as, a, as a teenager, and, and lived in a privileged life. Uh, growing up, so you, your first thought is she wrote a book. It must have been in crayon. Um, <laughs> but I mean, she tells a, a very interesting story too. That she said she was a, a, assaulted by a teacher uh, growing up too. She's done some work to try and get rid of some of the uh, the, the types of schooling that she had that she uh, had gone to um, in uh, in Utah, and, uh, and said that it wasn't right. And so she's you know trying to trying to change some laws in order to uh, to change yeah. the schools that she's gone to. Now you look back and you you remember I like I remember her going on Letterman just after she'd gotten out of jail, and mm. she went to jail for drunk driving I right. think it was, and uh, she had said or her people had said to David Letterman, uh, "Don't talk about the jail time or the drunk driving." Well, of course you know David Letterman. Yeah, it's like well that's all anybody wants what else to talk do you about. Want to talk about? So yeah. she basically just sat there and said nothing, and of course that fueled David to be even worse. Because he could sometimes just be terrible to guess. <laughs> Tell me about the hotel business. Like, what are you going to talk to her? Yeah, about? exactly. Um, somebody decided to do some research to figure out what's the wordiest show on television. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Has 176.2 words per minute. Wow. That's a lot of gabbing. That's a lot of script. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is number two at 174.6. Gilmore Girls, Modern Family, Central Park, and Suits. Suits has 161 words. Meghan Markle said 159 of them. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the opposite. She didn't talk much in it? Uh, no, she was a bit role in it. Oh, was she? Eh? Yeah. She was certainly not the star of that show. Well, ask her now. <laughs> Carried it. Carried it. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis, This is uh, this is sad. His wife has recorded a plea to the paparazzi to leave her husband alone when he's out in public. She says, if you're someone who is looking after someone with dementia, you know how difficult and stressful it can be to get someone out into the world and to navigate them safely, even just to get a cup of coffee. She says, I know this is your job, but maybe just keep your space. For the video people, please don't be yelling at my husband, asking him how he's doing or whatever. 
the hoo-hooing and the yippee kayes please stop it. Wow. Now, look, I, I sense that the yippee kayes are more of an honor to him. I don't think anybody's saying it to mock him or... You know, we said when we first found out he had dementia, one yeah. of the first things we said was yippee Kaye, Bruce Willis. Yeah, but they're doing it to get his attention. Yeah. And and you know, in a, in that environment where they're surrounded. It's such a it's such a crazy delicate balance with the paparazzi because so many of us, you know, are fuel it mm-hmm. by watching it, right? And following TMZ and the other sources yeah. that that do that sort of thing, follow them around. Um, and it's happened with the Alec Baldwin stuff and and all of this crazy stuff too, where they're just you're you're hounded mm-hmm. by it. You've seen Bieber go through it, um, but now this is a guy who's you know they're asking because it's not because it's annoying to them. Mm. It's because he's it's a mental struggle. Yeah, no, of course, and they're now, preying upon it. I I think you know I I've heard other celebrities say this celebrities who. Uh, don't get hounded by the paparazzi who are pretty big names but seem to lead a um, a secluded life in one way or another, aren't on the covers of, of every magazine. And they will say, because I don't spill the beans to the paparazzi. Yeah. There's well, a, a lot of that going on. Many too. of them, yeah. When, when you're in trouble, they're after you no matter what. Right. When you're not in the headlines, they have publicists who tell them, oh, yeah. you know, so-and-so is going to Nobu tonight. You want to right. check that out. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg doesn't think we're alone in the universe. Well, that makes sense. I mean, he did bring us E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. True. It's kind of his thing. Anyhow, he says, basically, we'd be silly to believe in this massive universe that we're the only ones floating. Jake Gyllenhaal filming scenes for the new Roadhouse at a real UFC event. Yeah, UFC 285 on the weekend, and, and he was ripped. Really? But he looks incredible. He's unbelievable what he's done in order to take on this role. He's done it before, right? He did a boxing movie yeah. uh, in the past, but he, he's absolutely cut. And then in between fights and bouts in the UFC, uh, he would go in with another actor and they would film roles because they wanted that crowd, the yeah. environment, and and boy, they get it. He said he had the best takedown, best knockdown oh, really? of the whole night. Um, uh Speaking of fighting in movies, I understand that Creed Three is amazing, and some of the boxing scenes in that are some oh, of the best really? ever. Yeah, I think it just opened up this weekend. Uh, and that Cre- one's directed, I think, by Michael B. Jordan, right? Yeah, he did it all. It's Creed Three, and I guess there's some animosity now between him and Stallone because Rocky's uh, not in it at all, or mm-hmm. if he is, it's very small part. Uh, Chris Rock unloaded on Will Smith. Oh. He was uh, live on Netflix on Saturday night. And Jada. And your girl, <laughs> Meghan Markle, too. Oh, did he? I he went after the everybody. Thing. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. Here's a, a quick little snippet of him talking about the slap from the Oscars a year ago. Y'all know what happened to me getting smacked by Suge Smith. <laughs> everybody knows got smacked in the Oscars by this mother and people like did it hurt it still hurts I got summertime ringing in my ear but I'm not a victim baby you will never see me on Oprah or Gail crying you will never see it never gonna happen I couldn't believe it and I love men in black no Never gonna happen. No. I took that hit like Pacquiao. Yeah, he went on and on and on. One thing he didn't do was put her name in his mouth. He didn't name her. Oh, Jada? He didn't say Jada? Didn't say her name. Well, the whole thing. 
But, but he very much alluded to her yeah. over and over again. Yeah, he certainly did. He called did. her other things, but not by name. Yeah, I dropped the B word quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he says, listen, I love Will Smith. My whole life, he says, I've rooted for Will Smith. He says, I, I rooted for this guy over and over, and now I watch Emancipation just to see him get whooped. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, the right. timing seems odd because it's like a full year since it happened. So some are questioning, all right, why why now? But he's been doing it in his stand-up along as well. Yeah, and I guess this is just the, the date they booked for this uh, first Netflix live appearance. So, And you know it's live because he made a mistake during all the Will Smith ranting. He got a couple of his movies confused. Right. Anyhow, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, if he goes after Meghan Markle, I'm fully aboard. <laughs> I'm going to watch that over and over and over again. Ford is working on a new feature that will let people take naps <laughs> behind the wheel. <laughs> now, for the longest time, they've been working on uh, fully autonomous cars where you wouldn't have to drive at all. But they've abandoned that for now. Instead, they're working on something they call eyes-off-the-road features. Basically, they want to make AI so good at driving on highways that you wouldn't have to pay attention at all. Oh, my goodness. You could be on your phone having a nap. Having sex. That'd be funny to see bombing across the 401. Right. Um, the CEO of Ford says the uh, consumer demand for this is through the roof. Of course it is. Yeah. You're going to be, lazy. You're going to be throwing through the roof uh, when your car goes into a ditch. How does it wake you or alert you when it needs you? It at screams at you like your wife. Right. I I don't know. I, there's a million questions. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, okay, if this was a good feature, you're on a long road trip. Mm. You just need to kind of, you know, take your, your eyes. eyes off for a second. When what you should do is pull over. Yeah. Go have a pee. Walk around. You know, go, yeah, get up, get a rest, get refocus. Instead, this is what we want to do. I want to check my email and yeah. this you know, is look at TikTok for a few moments. This and is just you know, zone out. It's such a. I'm sure it's such a battle between the car industry and technology versus law enforcement, because we've got all these signs all over the highway. Put your phone down. Pay attention. And yet the car companies are going out of their way to make us not pay attention. Right. They're putting Wi-Fi into cars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you can already do it with Tesla. A few idiots have tried it. It's just not legal or safe. And then there again, how could how could Ford or GM, I guess, any of them, they all gather together and throw enough money at the right people, they can get laws changed. Mm -hmm. But right now, I believe, I'd have to look up the law books, but I think it's illegal to be sleeping while you're driving. <laughs> I think. So I don't know how they'd get that law changed. Mm -hmm. And then if you're going to do that, then you've got to allow everything then. You might as well allow texting again and talking on your phone and dining and... Why don't you have a flip-out bar? You can have a couple of whiskeys while you're rolling across if, the floor. If you're in a full, well, that one probably no. But if you're in a fully autonomous vehicle, would, it, would they would they make the rule for that? They would have to, wouldn't they? I mean, there's no point in making them if and it's you'd illegal. Have to prove it's an autopilot when they did it. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I can't imagine that there will ever come a day. Although, I never, I never could imagine there would come a day when I could talk to somebody on my phone and see them through a camera. Right. And now we have it. So. Uh -huh. Flying cars will come soon enough, I would think. But, yeah, it seems to me that it's a very odd feature and one that doesn't make sense. You know. also seems to me that if, you're, if you are so busy that you need to either work while you're in the car mm. or sleep 
while you're in the car, then you're probably doing pretty well in life. You could just take a limo <laughs> or, yeah. or some sort of drive service. Yeah. And look, and if, you, if if people would like be using this every day to get to and from work, maybe Ford thinks this will help get people back into the, to the office again, right. perhaps. But if you're on the 401 and then the Don Valley and then somewhere you've taken off Richmond or whatever, and you're falling asleep, going to work and coming home, you've got a problem with narcolepsy. <laughs> I, think, I think you should be seeing a doctor. Come get an apnea machine. Yeah. Lucky really uh, hit the mark. Got out of town just at the right moment. Oh, yes. Didn't have to deal with the snow at all. Didn't uh-huh. have to shovel. Didn't right. have to plow. Uh-uh. Um, now, on a normal day, because you were off in uh, Ottawa, you left Friday, and, of course, mm. the snow didn't roll until much later. Um, but in normal uh, conditions, when you're home and the, we get a big dumping like that, which is rare, I think they said that was the most snow we had gotten in one snowfall since 2021. Yeah. Which I think was the time that you did the donut in the middle of the street and made me jump out while you were still moving. <laughs> was that, that was, was last year? Oh, yeah, year before, maybe. Oh, wow. Anyhow, um, but on a, on a normal day, if you had been home and that much snow had fallen, how many neighbors are you willing to help with that snow plow of yours? Snowblower. It's a snowblower, yeah. Um, I There's normally two or three. Yeah. Plus my own. That's done. It, it kind of depends, too, on the type of snow. Mm. Like, this last one was heavy, wet, oh, yeah. thick, and bogs down the snowblower. It really doesn't work that well. I, I have one of the smaller snowblowers. If you get the big one that's basically pulling you along with it. <laughs> you see some being dragged down the street. <laughs> when it's got tires with chains on yeah. it. Like, it's meant for business. Yeah. That thing could get through it. Uh, but it goes much slower. Mine's one of those little, little smaller ones you zoom along. If it's light, fluffy snow, then that thing just plows right through it. It's great. And uh, I'm more willing to, okay, well, let's go help everybody's out. Mm-hmm. And I'm out on the street, like, you know, plowing that down, too. Um, it, in that wet, thick stuff, I probably wouldn't have done much more than my own. Yeah, you'd walk by some guy in his 70s with a, you'd have a scotch in one hand, a cigar hanging out your mouth, yeah. and flip him the bird. Yeah. You got this old timer. <laughs> You're retired. <laughs> you, you got, got all tons, the time. You got tons of time. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get to it all, it'll melt. I was, well, that was, I kind of said that to, uh, to the lovely Maria yesterday morning because digging out after the plow would come by. I thought, I am just going to dig a hole big enough to get the car out of. It's going to warm up in about a month. I do find it amazing. Like, there are people. Who do that? I know yep. a couple, there's a few houses on our street where you know when you go by them that yep. they're like, okay, well, they just don't shovel their driveway. And some of them don't even really get to the sidewalk. They yep. might put like one little lane out there, but they're not pushing anything. And some of them have like, you know, kids my kids' age mm-hmm. where you think, okay, you can get them to go out and do one little bit yeah. if that's all you're going to do. But no, they just, you know, Ram their car up through the snow, and that's it. I got a uh, a lot of seniors in my neighborhood, and uh, one gentleman across the street from me, when we had to book it down to Windsor, just after my father passed at the end of January, there was the big snowstorm that came in. So I, I had called over and said, listen, we got a, my father's passed. I got to get down to Windsor. If this snow really comes, could you do me a favor and just do my sidewalk? And he said, of course, no problem. We'll take care of that. He has done it now every time since. Oh, wow. So I'm going to owe that man a gift. Yeah. So, because it's if if I had had to shovel all that sidewalk, I'd still be going at it. There is a sense of obligation, and 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 it does get a little annoying when you've got the snowblower going. Mm. That uh, you know, 
okay, I should really help out some other people too because I've got this. But it's like, you know, you know what? I paid for this. Mm. Right? I've got a four-wheel drive vehicle. I don't give people rides all winter long <laughs> because they didn't bother to buy one. Because you're selfish. <laughs> you're just but, selfish. And, and what happens too is invariably you'll be like using your snowblower and you'll just about be finished and then some neighbor will come out with, like, one shovel push and it'll look like they're falling over tire. <laughs> and you know they've only come out and they've probably, rightly, oh, crap, Luck's out there with a snowblower. I better get out now so he can help me. That's my trick. Yeah. That's me. I fall oh, down. I bet. Yeah. Maria was saying the other day, she was looking up online. They've got these, like, uh, electric, I guess, snow um, shovels. Right. I said, that's, first of all, in my neighborhood with all the dudes with the big snow blowers. That's going to look like if I had one of those turning blade lawnmowers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, will, that will clear off your porch. Uh, yeah. Maybe. The battery dies. I might as well be out there with a big soup spoon. Do about the same thing. It is that time. The time we speak with the godfather of the grill for Holinda's Meats. It's Ted Reader. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. You survived the snow, did you? I saw you were out grilling, making some ribs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of snow. We're going to have some fun out there. <laughs> um, speaking of grilling, uh, Lucky, I think, sent this to you last week. Big round of applause to Dave Grohl as he went to a homeless shelter in Los Angeles with his big smoking rig and uh, smoked enough brisket food, all sorts of stuff. He had beans and coleslaw for 500 people, cooked it all overnight, and then helped serve it up to everybody. So that's quite a yeah, feat was to, pretty feed cool. five, yeah, to feed 500 people. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, barbecue uh, puts smiles on lots of people's faces. Yeah, it Feeds certainly. the bellies, makes them happy. It certainly does. Speaking of feeding the bellies, Ted, uh, with March break coming next week, I'm sure there's a lot of parents who would like to put their kids into some sort of food coma for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, something big and heavy. Slow them down. What can, we, what can we do on the grill that'll do that? Asking for a friend. <laughs> well, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, I was watching uh, through social media, and I saw this video for garbage bread, and uh, I forwarded that off to my wife, the divorce lawyer that cooks breakfast, <laughs> and it's a pretty tasty recipe, so uh, together we made it yesterday. Sorry, it's called garbage and, bread? Uh, garbage bread. Okay. Yeah. And so you take... Uh, uh, a pound, pound and a half of ground beef, or we used ground veal, and you saute it off. You can saute off some onions, some garlic, a uh, little bit of uh, celery if you want to put it in there, or some hot peppers, some chilies, and you cook it all up, and then um, and season it with salt, pepper, a little garlic powder, a little onion powder, put some bone dust in there if you like, and uh, let it, just when it finishes cooking, Take it out of the pan. Make sure that you're draining off all the liquid from it. And fold in about two to three cups worth of cheese, shredded cheese. Okay. And then uh, let it cool. Take uh, some pizza dough. And you can buy that stuff in the tube. Mm -hmm. Works real well. And crack it open. Lay it out. And then down the middle of the, uh, of the, of the pizza dough, uh, line it up with uh, a big mound of the meat mixture, all the way from one end to the other, down the middle. Cut one-inch slats on both sides and then fold it over and wrap it up. Brush it with butter. Sprinkle it with uh, 
some uh, uh, more cheese, about a cup worth, all over the top, and then bake it in the oven at uh, 400 degrees for about uh, 15 to 20 minutes. Beautiful. Let it come out, let it set, and then you got a, it, it, it's like, a, how would we put it, a poor man's beef wellington. <laughs> I, I guess so, yeah. Bit of a pot pie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And okay. it's uh, garbage bread. And you know what? It's pretty tasty. Wow. You can put some ketchup, mustard, and relish into that meat mixture if you like. I didn't bother. It wasn't turning me on. Yeah, remember, so um, we changed it up. Sometime back, that just reminded me of the uh, cheeseburger salad, which used to be a huge hit mm. with uh, my kids uh, when they were younger. And same idea in that you would basically uh, take ground beef, fry it all up, throw in ketchup, mustard, all that stuff. And then all the condiments, the pickles, the tomatoes... The onion, the cheese, anything that you would put in a cheeseburger just ended up as like a big cheeseburger salad in the middle of the plate. Very lovely. That's it. Yeah. So have some fun. Make some garbage bread. Feed it to the kids. Give them a loaf each. <laughs> well, That's right. Put them in a food coma for March break. I love it. You know, actually, Ted, thinking of kids and cooking, you know, with so many delivery services nowadays, I think one of the things that probably a lot of young people aren't catching on with is the learning how to do home-cooked meals and it's you've got obviously you got your two kids at home i'm sure just from being around you they've learned a lot about the kitchen but maybe that's even something too that uh, could be started kids go to all these different sports camps they should probably go to a cuisine camp there are there are a lot of cooking camps that uh, you can find for your kids uh, some private and some public I know that the city of Toronto offers uh, different cooking camps at uh, some of their community centers and things like that. So Google it up, have a look, and see what you can do to get your kids involved in, in cooking food. My my daughter loves to cook. My son says, why should I cook? I have you. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's probably true. His father has 900 grills in the backyard. Right. Does he have to uh, bother cooking anything? <laughs> he should anything? learn to turn one on at some point, though. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a great thing. Um, quick last question before we let you go, Ted. I uh, tried something last night. We had been at a restaurant, the lovely Maria and I, a while back, and they had something called eggplant meatballs, which is basically a meatball made of eggplant. And they were very tasty. And so I, because we got the vegetarian in the house, I, I thought, I'm going to try this. Now, uh, they turned out really tasty. It was great. But they fell apart on me because, of course, eggplant, is, it's got all the water in it and stuff. And uh, anyhow, it ended up just being kind of a mound uh, mixed in with the sauce and the meat. Um, I, I'm sensing that I probably should have really worked on getting the water out of the eggplant. That would have probably helped to save them being a meatball instead of just a big lump, right? Yeah, that would have helped. Yeah. And then maybe, uh, you know, did, was there any breadcrumb required or any uh, yeah. binder in there? Yeah, I had uh, bring it together. I had breadcrumb, I had Parmesan, I threw in some mozzarella, I had an egg. So it was just like a, making a normal meatball, but of course probably sweet, way too much moisture in there. I roasted them. Yeah. Um, first, and then put them in the uh, the food, uh, the mix master thingy there, and then mixed them all in with all those other stuff. But yeah, they they just fell apart on me. They fell. I maybe a, a little bit of uh, cornstarch or potato starch in there too. Oh, okay. It would also pick up some of the moisture and help keep it together. 
Beautiful. I will yeah. try that next time. I've got an yeah. idea for a better meatball. Mm. Add meat. Well, lucky, none of them have to be a sausage fest. <laughs> I tell you, lucky, if, lucky if, it, if, if he had to come and live at my house, he'd be dead in about three days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you listen to this now, uh, Ted. This is his new diet on the road, pizza and donuts. Right. Oh, we're heading right to the coroner's office soon, sooner than uh, are, are you putting the donuts on the pizza, Lucky? Uh, no, I haven't gotten to that stretch It's yet. coming. It's wow. coming. Uh, it's I hadn't coming. even considered that, Ted, but you might have made well, it an option. <laughs> you could get like a dozen donuts and put them on a pizza pan, flatten them out using a rolling pin, and then top them with all your pizza toppings and bake it in the oven. As I've said before about our Lucky, he's got three favorite foods, and two of them are red meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you got to make it tasty, Lucky, when you're on the road. No doubt. Yes, sir. Still didn't go to see the Peelers, though, in Ottawa, so he claims. All right, Ted, how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk about anything around the grill? You're going to find me at tedreader.com or in the social media world at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.